0: With over 167 episodes broadcast on NBC Radio from 1949 to 1953,
1: we bring to you Dangerous Assignment. The National Broadcasting Company brings you Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. The time, 10 p.m place, the spacious drawing room of a villa in the south of France overlooking the Mediterranean. A stout man in a velvet dressing gown sits at the piano, his stubby fingers gliding expertly over the keys.
2: Come in, Philippe. I thought you were Philippe, my butler. You were wrong, Baroncos. Who are you? And how did you get into my villa? I'm called Dominic, and I walked in. But what do you want? Only a trifle, Baroncos. Your life. What? Such
3: a discord.
1: Such pictures as Canyon Passage, American Romance, and The Great McGinty. Now, here is our star, Brian Donlevy, on another two-fisted portrayal as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment.
3: Well, here he is, Commissioner. Guess where I found him. Uh, on second thought, better not guess.
0: Steve. Hello, Commissioner. Well, where am I going this time? Paris. Paris. Hey, uh, what was her
2: name now? Don't count on that, Steve. And no horse races either. Mm. This isn't a pleasure trip. It's strictly business and dangerous business. (laughs) I might have known. Okay, Commissioner, let's have it. Steve, last week a man fell down an elevator shaft in Bombay. Died instantly. Five days ago, a private plane crashed near Stockholm. The owner also died instantly. Oh, So there have been a couple of accidents around the world. What's that got to do with me? We thought they were accidents at first, but night before last, a third man was murdered in his villa in the south of France, shot to death while sitting at his piano. (laughs) Can anyone play that bad? Steve, there's a tie-in between these three men, one that's tremendously important to us. These dead men were all millionaires in their own countries. Two weeks ago, seven of them met to plan a giant merger.
0: What kind of a merger?
2: They pooled all their capital to form a holding company which would finance industrial expansion in backward countries.
0: I see. We believe that interests hostile to the plan are obstructing it. Well, sounds like a pretty effective way to obstruct it, all right. Killing off the partners. You say there were seven originally. That leaves four now. Three. Last night, the killer
2: struck again. What? In Paris. Two of the partners had dinner together. Marcel Laborde... And the American, Scott Wheeler. As they left the cafe, they were fired on. The board was
0: killed. You know, I'm beginning to think you've got a nice, safe job picked out for me, Commissioner. I get to play bodyguard, huh?
2: As usual, you'll pose as a foreign correspondent after an interview with the American, Scott Wheeler. Actually, your job is to protect him and the other surviving partners. And to get to the bottom of these killings.
0: Where is this Scott Wheeler staying?
2: At the Hotel Brevant. That will be your first stop in Paris. Hmm. Ruth
0: got my press credentials and passport ready. And your
2: plane ticket. You take off in two hours. Steve, we don't want anything to interfere with the plans of these men. Those killings have got to be stopped. That's your assignment, Steve. Good luck.
3: Welcome to Hotel Bravo, monsieur. Uh, what type of accommodation
0: would you prefer? I'll let you know later. Right now, I'd like the number of Scott Wheeler's room
3: here. I beg your pardon.
0: Mm. Mm. Hello.
3: You wish to see Mr. Wheeler? That's right. May I ask your name?
0: You may. I'm Steve Mitchell. I'm a foreign correspondent.
3: Hello. I'm Martha Vaughn. May I see your credentials?
0: Mm.
3: Your Your press credentials. May I please see them?
0: Yes, I guess so. I don't quite understand.
3: I'm Scott Wheeler's secretary.
0: Oh, oh, sure. Here they are.
3: Thank you, Mr. Mitchell. It's just that we don't wish to take any chances, particularly after the recent attempt on Mr. Wheeler's life.
0: Matter of fact, that's what I want to interview him about.
3: Oh? All right. I'll take you up to his suite, if you don't mind.
0: Should I mind?
3: Look. We miss you.
2: That man who was just here... He was Steve Mitchell? Uh,
3: oui, he was a friend of yours.
2: In a way. Thank you.
3: Uh, monsieur, you wish to leave a message for him?
2: No. I will deliver it to him later. In person. Go on in, Mr. Mitchell. Thank you. Hello, Martha.
3: Well, Mr. Wheeler, this is Steve Mitchell. He's a foreign correspondent from the United States.
2: Hello. Glad to know you, Mitchell.
4: Meet my associate, Gordon Hemsley. Hi. How do you do? Well, I'll be running along, Wheeler. Ring me up as soon as Voorhees arrives, will you? Okay.
3: Uh, good day, gentlemen.
4: Well, what can I do for you, Mitchell?
3: Well, I believe he'd like a story about the shooting night before last, Mr. Wheeler.
2: That's right. There's not much to tell. Labor and I had dinner together, took a walk afterward... LaBorde felt like a cognac, so we stopped in a little place called La Patate. La Patate? Yes. That's slang for potato, isn't it? Yes. They think of some strange names for their bars. Anyway, we had a drink and left. Just as we went out the door, I heard some quick footsteps behind us. I started to turn around. The next thing I knew, one bullet whistled by my ear, another one hit LaBorde and killed him.
0: I see. I'd uh, like to take a look at this bar uh, where the shooting took place.
2: La Patate? Yeah. Where is it? Well, it's sort of a hard place to find. Martha, why don't you show
0: Mitchell where it is? All right with you, Mitchell? I can't think of a guide I'd rather have, Mr. Wheeler. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
3: I'll try not to get you lost, Mr. Mitchell.
0: Would that be bad? Come on. <whistles> So this is the potato. <laughs> Sounds like a hot potato right now. That's some music.
3: <laughs> That's what they call le jazz Haute, Mr. Mitchell.
0: <laughs> I can believe it. <laughs> you know, I've got one rule with all my guides, Martha. Mm-hmm. They call me Steve.
3: <laughs> all right. You sound like you've had a lot of guides, Steve.
0: <laughs> I get lost easily. Oh. You uh, worked for Mr. Wheeler very long, Martha?
3: What? Uh, About a year.
0: Like it? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. You seem to be talking about me all of a sudden, Steve. I thought it was the attempt on Mr. Wheeler's life you were interested in.
0: (laughs) I've got a two-track mind. (laughs) Okay, I'll get back on track one. Now, as I get it, Wheeler and Laborde came here, had one drink, and left.
3: Yes, the shooting took place right outside. Apparently, someone followed... What's the matter? Steve, hmm. that little man who just walked by.
0: What? Oh, the gent with squeaky shoes? What about him? Well, I've
3: noticed him hanging around the lobby of our hotel lately. What? Yes, and night before last, just after Mr. Wheeler and Laborde went out to dinner, he left too.
0: Hey, maybe we should have a talk with him. Steve,
3: look, he saw us watching him. He's going out the front door. Come on. I wonder... What? Nothing, nothing. We'll talk about it later.
0: There he goes in that cab. Come
3: on, there's another cab over here. Yeah.
0: Driver? Uh, we must your taxi cab, huh? Yeah. That cab, hightailing it down the street. Don't let it out of your sight. Let's go. Squeaky Shoes knows he's being followed all right. That cab of his is really traveling.
3: Steve, look. He's stopping in front of that building in the next block.
0: Yeah. He's running inside. Driver, pull up behind that other cab. Oui, monsieur. Hey, what kind of a building is this anyway?
3: What... The museum, Steve.
0: Museum? Okay, we'll look inside. Some museum, Martha. Looks like King Arthur's Round Table.
3: Uh We're in the medieval room, Steve. The Hmm. armor, the weapons, and the tapestries are all from the Middle Ages.
0: Uh, Too many places for squeaky shoes to hide. Look at all those drapes.
3: He's got to be in here somewhere, Steve. Unless
0: there's a back door to this place.
3: I didn't think of that.
0: Boy, <laughs> these suits of armor really must have been comfortable on a hot day. <laughs>
3: Look at the battle axe with this suit.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of a lot of old mother-in-law jokes. Well, come on, let's go.
3: Hey, Steve, watch out. Huh? The armor, the battle axe, it's falling. Hey! Oh, Steve, Steve, you all right?
0: Yeah. Oh. I almost got a haircut the hard way. Look, help me get this tin tuxedo off
3: me. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Somebody behind the drape shoved it over. He's probably long gone by now. Well, come on, Martha. Let's go back to Wheeler's suite. Mr. Wheeler, I think it's time we laid a few cards on the table. I'm not just after a story. I've been assigned to investigate these killings. Here are my credentials. I see.
3: Mr. Wheeler, in that case, I'd better tell Mr. Mitchell what I was going to tell you.
0: What do you mean, Martha?
3: The little man with the squeaky shoes. Yesterday, I saw him at the door to Mr. Hemsley's suite, like he'd just come out.
0: What? You sure about that, Martha?
3: Later, I saw him go into a rooming house across the street.
0: Hmm. Mr. Wheeler, this squeaky shoes boy could be the one who took a shot at you and Laborde the other night. But what would he be doing in Hemsley's room? I don't know yet. Come on, Martha. Let's take a look at that rooming house.
3: I think this is it, Steve.
0: Looks like a real dive, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, But at least it's a convenient location just across the street from Hemsley's Hotel.
3: You think there is some connection between them, Steve?
0: Let's go in. Fresh air would really smell funny in here.
3: There don't seem to be any rooms downstairs, Steve.
0: Come on, we'll try the stairway.
3: Steve, wait. You hear that?
0: Yeah. Squeaky shoes.
3: There he is at the head of the stairs.
0: Hey, you. Wait a minute. I want to talk to you. Just... Hey, what's the matter with you?
3: Steve, he's bleeding.
0: He's grabbing at uh, his chest. Uh, uh, Get out of the way, Martha. Here he comes.
3: Uh, Holy smoke. Steve, is he still breathing?
0: Not anymore.
1: In just a moment, our star Brian Donlevy returns as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. Today, the armed forces of the United States are concerned with hundreds of contributions to the activities of peace. America's forces are scientific forces devoted largely to the training of scientists and technicians specialists in the techniques that make for better living in peacetime. Yes, America's armed forces constitute the world's greatest scientific enterprise. And to man that enterprise, the services are seeking suitable trainees capable of profiting from education and capable of leadership and responsibility. For the right men, the armed forces offer a whole world of technical training, training for the service and for the future. So if you're thinking of an active career, an educational career, a vital career... Think of the armed forces of the United States. Now, the National Broadcasting Company brings you Act Two of Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell. Time, 30 seconds later. Steve and Martha have run up the stairs and are searching the dead man's room.
3: Nothing here that I can see, Steve.
1: A
0: uh, killer must have gone out the window, Martha. Still open. Well, let's go on back.
3: Uh, Steve. Hmm? Looks like the doorway is occupied.
0: Hmm? Oh. I'm Inspector Brissac of the Surete. Your name, monsieur? Steve Mitchell. I'm a foreign correspondent. This is Miss Martha Vaughan. Mademoiselle. Inspector.
5: Monsieur, what connection exists between you and the dead man downstairs?
0: Connection? None at all. Then what are you doing in his room? Trying to find the guy who stabbed him a couple of minutes ago. And you do not know the dead man at all? I don't even know the guy's name. It is Dominique. Dominique? Is
5: that supposed to mean something to me? It does to most of the police in Europe, monsieur. Dominique was a hired killer.
0: Oh? Uh, You happen to know who his last boss was? No, monsieur,
5: but we had heard Dominique was in Paris and had trailed him here. As you see... A few moments too late.
0: Yeah. Well, look, Inspector, this is all very nice. But if you'll excuse me, I have a transatlantic call to put in.
5: You say you are a foreign correspondent,
0: Monsieur Mitchell. That's why the telephone call. My boss likes to hear from me now and then. Monsieur,
5: perhaps your interest in this affair is greater than the procuring of a mere story, and perhaps not.
0: Well, you've covered all the possibilities, Inspector.
5: In any case, you will please keep yourself available for questioning. Paris is a big city, monsieur, but I am quite capable of finding you, should you choose to hide. Kindly, do not put me to the trouble. Yes,
3: sir. It's Steve calling from Paris, Commissioner. He's on the line now.
2: Go ahead. Commissioner? Steve,
5: how are you doing?
0: Who knows? <laughs> a few hours ago, I had a near myth with a battle axe. What? Oh, uh, no one you know. Now, Steve. No, I mean literally, Commissioner. I had a hot lead for a while, a hired killer who needed a new pair of shoes. His name was Dominic. Was? Yeah. Somebody with a sharp knife beat me to him.
2: Hmm. Any other lead, Steve?
0: Well, there may be a tie-in between Dominic and the Englishman, Gordon Hemsley, one of the partners. Yeah, that's right. Nothing definite on him yet. There's still someone missing from the party, a third surviving partner, Carl Voorhees. He's supposed to arrive from Amsterdam tomorrow.
2: Tomorrow? Why, Steve, we have information that Voorhees has been in Paris for two days.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Incidentally, Commissioner, I wish you'd check on the exact terms of that merger.
2: All right, Steve. Why? Why?
0: Oh, just a hunch I'm working on. Cable what information you can get to me at the Hotel Bravant. I'm on my way back there now to talk to Wheeler again.
2: Mitchell, I'm no hero. If I'd known what this merger was going to mean, I'd never have gone into it in spite of the good I know it'll do. But it's too late to back out now. All the papers have been signed.
3: I think you should leave Paris, Mr. Wheeler.
2: Don't worry.
0: As soon as this meeting's over, I'm going to. What's the timetable on the meeting, Mr. Wheeler?
2: Sir Voorhees is coming in tomorrow from Amsterdam. He, Hemsley, and I are meeting tomorrow night around 10 to set a few final details. Then the quicker I get out of Paris, the better. Who?
3: I'll go, Mr. Wheeler. Who is it, please?
2: Carl Voorhees. Voorhees? Good evening, Wheeler. Hello, Voorhees. I wasn't expecting you until tomorrow. I decided to come tonight. Do you know Martha? Uh, Follen? This is Steve Mitchell, a foreign correspondent.
0: Hello? Mynheer Mitchell. Uh, you say you just got in, Mr. Voorhees? Ah, uh, an hour ago. That's funny. I heard you got in two days ago. That is a lie. Is it? Man here, Mitchell, my affairs are no
2: concern of yours. Uh, where are you staying, Voorhees? At the Continental. Oh. Just across the street. Well, it's too late to get anything done tonight, Voorhees.
5: Uh, where's Hemsley?
2: Hemsley? He's staying at the Splendide. I suggest we meet here in my suite tomorrow night. How about 9.30? Mm. Yeah. I see you then, Rita. Uh, good night. Good night, Follain. And night. mine here, Mitchell. Good night.
3: I wonder what he's been doing those two days he's been here.
2: So do I. Mr. Mitchell, I'm worried. I'd appreciate it if you'd be here tomorrow night for that meeting also. Might be a good idea. If you could get here before the rest come. say, a little before nine.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going over to see your partner, Gordon Hemsley. You better stay in your room all day tomorrow, Mr. Wheeler. I'll see you tomorrow night, about a quarter to nine. Really, Mr. Mitchell,
4: I can't say I relish being disturbed this late at night just because you want some sort of silly interview.
0: Well, I'd like at least to get a statement from you, Mr. Hemsley. Seven of you put through a merger. So far, four partners have been killed. That leaves just three of you, yourself, Wheeler, and Voorhees.
3: Oh, I'll get it, Mr. Hemsley.
4: Right, home. Very well, Mr. Mitchell, I'll give you a statement. This merger will accomplish a great deal of good. I personally intend to carry it through regardless of threats or any consequences to me.
0: Uh, speaking of threats, can you throw any light on the death of a hired killer named Dominic?
4: Dominic? I, uh, I... I don't know anyone by that name.
0: Don't you? He was seen outside your room shortly before he was killed.
4: Why, I... Uh, uh,
2: Mr. Hensley. Yes? It's Voorhees on the telephone. He said when he was here this afternoon, he forgot
4: to ask... Voorhees you. here? Never mind, never mind. I'll take the call. Uh, you have your statement, Mr. Mitchell?
0: Would you please excuse me? Sure. And thanks. See you around.
2: I wish I'd set this meeting earlier. What time is it, Mitchell? Two
0: minutes to nine, Wheeler. Oh. Uh, Care for another drink? Thanks. Wheeler... You ever hear of a thing called a squeeze play? Squeeze play? Oh, here's your drink. Mm, Thanks. How uh, sure are you of your partners, Hemsley and Voorhees? What are you getting at, Mitchell? They met yesterday afternoon. What does that mean? I'm not sure yet.
2: Well, I wish I'd never gotten into this deal in the first place. Come on, let's go
0: into the drawing room. It's a little more cheerful in there. Okay. Incidentally, I've been meaning to ask you... You say you hired Martha about a year ago. That's right. Who recommended her to you? Let's see. Why, it was Hemsley. Uh
2: Uh-huh. After you, Mitchell. Uh, Where are the lights, Wheeler? Over on the other wall. Okay, I'll get...
0: bleeding. Shot.
2: Shoulder, I think. What happened? Don't know. Saw someone hit you on the head. I tried to dodge. Shot me in the shoulder.
0: Then you ran out. Okay. Ought to be a doctor in the hotel. I'll get him. Then I'll call the police.
5: Monsieur Mitchell, once again I find you at the scene of a crime. Believe me,
0: Inspector, it was not my choice either time.
5: Yeah) uh, You say you were unconscious when Monsieur Wheeler was shot.
0: Have you any idea how long you were unconscious? Just a few seconds. I heard the clock start to strike nine as I walked into this room, and it was still striking when I came to. Uh, That stain and broken glass on the carpet, uh, what do they represent? Well, part of the glass is from my wristwatch, I guess. The rest of it and the stain are from the drink I was holding in my hand when I got slugged.
3: Steve, what's happened?
0: Martha... Well, Hemsley... The gendarme at the door said something about a shooting, Mitchell. Yeah, Wheeler was shot.
3: What? Oh, Steve, is he, is he still alive?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's in the next room with the doctor. He's going to be all right. I just think it's a flesh room.
3: Oh. Well,
0: that's good news. Is it, Hemsley? What do you mean by that, Mitchell? Skip it.
5: Uh, permit me, I am Inspector Brissac of the Surete. Did you two come over here together?
3: Oh, no, we... Oh, well, we just happened to arrive together, Inspector. I see my, my room is just down the hall.
5: Permit me to inquire as to your movement for the past hour.
3: Why, I, I was in my room reading.
5: And Mademoiselle has a, a witness? What?
3: No. Hmm.
5: And you, Monsieur Hemsey?
3: Uh, uh, Wheeler
4: had scheduled a meeting for 9.30. I waited in my hotel until it was time to come over. Then I... I came over. So?
5: Incidentally, where's Carl Voorhees? Why, I expected to find him here for the meeting. I will answer. Brizac speaking. Oui, Giro. What is that? So, you are sure of the time? Merci. At nine o'clock, Monsieur Voriz called room service for some ice. When the boy arrived, five minutes later, he found Voriz with a bullet through his heart. <laughs> It is indeed a perplexing case, Mitchell. Our killer moves very fast. He shoots Monsieur Wheeler and kills Monsieur Foyes all in the space of ten minutes. Yeah,
0: of course, for he slept just down the street from Wheeler. Mm. Oh, it is my turn to buy the drinks, Monsieur. Oh, I've still got some here. I think I'll just have a little ice in it, as you prefer. Hey, Monsieur, how long has it been since our last drink? Uh, oh, Twenty, perhaps thirty minutes. Yeah. Look, Inspector, you asked me about that stain on the carpet of Wheeler's drawing room. I said it was broken glass and liquor. That is correct, Mitchell. Was there any ice on the carpet? Uh, No, no, there was not. Hmm. Inspector, half an hour ago, I got a cable from the commissioner. Here, take a look at it. Hmm.
5: Terms of merger such that in event of one partner's death, his voting interest passes to survivors.
0: Mm hmm. Now, if you'll round up everyone in Wheeler's room in a few minutes, I think I can deliver you one grade A killer. How's the shoulder, Mr. Wheeler?
2: Coming along, but I don't understand the purpose of this meeting.
4: What's it all about, Steve? Yes,
5: being summoned here like like fugitives from justice. Monsieur Mitchell is host at this gathering. He will explain.
0: And I'll make it short. The person who shot Mr. Wheeler in the shoulder and killed Voorhees is undoubtedly the same one who hired Dominic to kill the other partners.
3: You mean one man's behind this whole thing, Steve?
0: One man. Or a woman, Martha.
3: Hmm?
0: I'd like to show you how that killer arranged the shootings tonight. Mr. Wheeler, this clock that was striking when I got slugged, has it been running okay lately? Why, yes, it has. Matter of fact, Martha took it to be fixed a couple of days ago. I see.
3: Well, I don't see, Steve. What are you driving at?
0: When I got knocked out, the clock was striking nine. When I came to, it was still striking. So I figured I'd just been out a few seconds. Actually, I was unconscious nearly 20 minutes. Long enough for the killer to get to Voorhees' hotel, kill him, come back, reset the clock, and then shoot himself in the shoulder.
2: What? I say.
0: What about it, monsieur Wheeler. I'm afraid Mr. Mitchell's imagination is working overtime. Mitchell, do you actually think I'd shoot myself? If the stakes were high enough, and in this deal they are. You'd already knocked off four of your partners. That left only Voorhees and Hemsley in your way.
4: I say, Voorhees and I were getting a little suspicious of Wheeler. We met yesterday afternoon to talk about it. My patience with your sense of humor is wearing
2: thin, Mitchell. You're making a lot of statements that would be very difficult to prove.
0: You're wrong there. I can prove most of them with the help of just one... Ice cube. Ice cube? Yeah. When I came to, all the ice in my drink had melted. Yet just now, down in the bar, it took the ice in my drink almost 20 minutes to melt. Well, Monsieur Wheeler... I... But it'd be kind of hard to explain that away, wouldn't it, Wheeler? Wouldn't it? I have nothing to say until I've seen
5: my lawyers. That can be easily arranged, Monsieur. They will find it easy to locate you. You will be in prison...
3: Going to have some time to play in Paris, Steve.
0: I'm afraid not, Martha.
3: Too bad. Take a look at the newspaper. It's full of things to do, places to go. We could have a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) You don't have to sell me on that. I. Hey. Hmm? Look at this picture of the horse race. Well, what about it? Well, the horses are running in the wrong direction.
3: What? Oh. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's the way they do over here, Steve. The horses run clockwise instead of counterclockwise, like in the States.
0: You know something? What? I think I'd better stay here a couple of days after all.
3: Oh, wonderful.
0: Yeah. The way I pick horses, I could clean up a fortune. Aw. Mine always run backwards. <laughs>
1: just heard the fifth in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Dangerous Assignment is written by Bob Reif and directed by Bill Carn, with music by Bruce Ashley. Be with us again next week at this same time when Brian Donlevy, starring as Steve Mitchell, will embark on another Dangerous Assignment. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.